Hi, my name's Andy Ely. I'm a senior funeral director with G Seller Independent Funeral Directors, and we've been serving bereaved families since 1910. I'm sure you're well aware there's lots and lots of popular myths, misconceptions, and taboos around the funeral profession. So we've decided to put this series of podcasts together in order to try and dispel some of those myths and, of course, answer any questions that you have. So please do like, share and subscribe to this podcast. And any questions that you have, send them to liftingthelid at gseller.co.uk. It genuinely is our family caring for your family. Today we're going to be talking about embalming and I'm joined by my colleague Rhonda. Um, so Rhonda, could just give me a quick introduction of yourself. How did you get into the world of um, embalming? Started in 1984. Um, I went onto a, a YTS scheme, which at the time was a youth opportunities training scheme run by the government. Okay. Um, and uh, basically I was paid 25 quid a week. Um, and it gave me an opportunity to get into a profession that I wanted to get into. Okay, so it's quite a strange choice in profession, to be honest. I mean, what what were people's reaction to that? Um, Initially, uh, shock horror, um, you know, an unsuitable job for a woman. Okay, okay. So this was back back in the 80s, wasn't it? 1984. Yeah, different times. So we're here to talk about embalming. So can you give me a brief history? What is embalming? Where's it come from? Well, embalming has been carried out for thousands of years. I mean, everybody knows about how the Egyptians used to carry out their processes. Um, 20th century modern embalming now is obviously totally different to, to how things were done thousands of years ago. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's something that we all feel is a necessity, you know. Okay. Why? Well, when somebody chooses to come to the Chapel of Rest um, to see a loved one, um, that person could have gone through a lot of things. And, you know, not every mode of death is peaceful, tucked up in bed. And when we come to care for a loved one, the first thing that we actually do is, is look at that person. We always try and get a photograph of the person in life to mm-hmm. give us some kind of idea. And when they're actually laid out in the Chapel of Rest, our aim is for the families to actually come in and to be able to say, oh, you know, I'm glad I've been. Yeah, glad I've been. absolutely. So how do we explain it to a family? So I've got a very, um, I'm not an embalming myself. Mm. I've got a basic understanding of, of the process, what happens. Mm. And I have, not a script as such, but a way of explaining to a family embalming. Yeah. How, how do we do that? Well, basically, when, you, when you're talking to a family, you need to explain what the advantages are to the art of embalming. Um, primarily, our aims are preservation, presentation. Um, preservation is the actual process of the embalming. Okay. And obviously, presentation is, is the person being laid out in the chapel of rest. Okay, so the basic gist, um, someone's embalmed in order to slow down nature's course, yeah. give a family the opportunity to come and spend yeah. a bit of time with them. Yeah. Perfect. Is there any legalities in this? Um, legalities, the, the main legality, to be honest with you, is the permission of the family. So we can't do anything until we have that permission. Absolutely. And, and again, it all comes down to the point of the funeral director being confident enough to explain what the process Absolutely. is. 
not everybody wants to know the ins and outs of what goes on behind the scenes. Um, however, what I can say is I can honestly assure that when we look after somebody, we treat every person that comes into our care with dignity and respect. Absolutely. Okay, perfect. So, okay, I'm going to, a little bit more detail. So what does it actually involve, the actual embalming process? Embalming is, um, it's, it's chemicals, um, a mixture of chemicals, mainly formaldehyde-based, okay. uh, mixed with water um, and various other agents which help with rehydration of, of tissues. When somebody passes away, um, there's a lot of dehydration which takes place. Embalming itself enhances uh, the presentation of the deceased when we start embalming the first thing we do is is we look at the person we ascertain uh, which artery we're going to be looking for because the actual process involves uh, a bit of surgery minor surgery at that okay so there's got to be a good understanding of anatomy Um, once we've made the decision we mix the chemicals and the chemicals are injected via the arterial system uh, by a pressurised machine. Okay, brilliant. So this procedure, so surely these chemicals, are they, how do they affect us, you know, or yourself as the embalmer there? Are there any, any problems with that, any side effects? Well, um, I mean, you know, people can have lung problems if they don't take the, take the right protective, use the corrective equipment. Okay. Inoculations? Inoculations, yeah. I mean, hepatitis B, C, and um, tetanus, polio, the usual. So talking of inoculations there and various different uh, infections, disease, Hmm. is there any time that we perhaps can't embalm someone? Yeah, if somebody has has passed from an infectious disease, um, there are various guidelines, yellow fever is, uh, you know, which is... It's not really, really that known, but just to give you an example, um, rabies, um, all these kinds of uh, infections, which, you know, from time to time, we never expected COVID to come into 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 the equation, Absolutely. but it did. So this is something we check, of course, before we carry on embalming. Is there any other paperwork that we need in place before we carry on with the, you know, the actual process? Yeah, the registration has to be, has to be um affected before we can do anything and also um there are legal papers if a cremation is going to be taking place um that have to be have to be checked before we embalm so I mentioned as well the the piece around uh, um any reasons that a, a disease can't be embalmed mm. is there any di- different cultures different faiths any any we can't embalm them for for any reason is... the muslim and the the jewish community their okay. preference is, is is for embalming not to take place. Okay. Do, do we know why? Is there... It's it's religious it's element. The, the, it the is faith. the religious element, yeah. Absolutely. Repatriation. Hmm. Um, so bringing someone back into this country or perhaps taking someone out to another country. Do we have to be embalmed in that instance? Most airlines will, will insist okay. that the person's embalmed. Is there anything that we have to do to prove that we've done that? We sign a certificate to say that we've done that. Oh, okay. Okay, brilliant. So embalming, do you have to be qualified? Um, I took, I took a theory and a practical examination and was awarded a membership of 
the British Institute of Embalmers. Um, just because I'm qualified doesn't make me the best. Okay. There are a lot of unqualified embalmers out there. We've got a couple that actually work for G-Seller that they work under my guidance. Okay. And basically, we share our practices, providing the the aim is is always to maintain the dignity of that person when they're being embalmed. And, you know, if I can can give advice to an embalmer an embalmer you know then and obviously I'll, I'll assist and help wherever i can so you're kind of the oracle that everyone comes to talk to yeah. to seek that advice yeah so just one final thing that i'm just going to touch on is the cost of this um to the family do we i mean i know some funeral directors do um, we don't know, do we? We don't charge extra for this process because it's quite an intricate process. Isn't it, it is an intricate process, but it's something that, um, at, at, especially at G Seller, you know, we've always endorsed embalming. Um, David Barsby, uh, our chairman, is qualified embalmer, um, and he was actually my mentor when when I started in the profession. Um, and in terms of cost, you know. If we're going to do things properly, um, you know, we incorporate what we can into our general running costs. Absolutely. Um, because we believe it's a, a necessary process, but it's only a process that can be carried out with the permission of the family. Absolutely. Rhonda, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks for your time. So I'm sure you can tell that's a very brief overview of what embalming entails. Um, if you do have any questions, please like, share and subscribe. Send those questions to liftingthelid at gseller.co.uk and we'll see you next time.